ignite your passion for God and for His work. Listen to Bishop Edwin Morgan Ogo, the resident pastor of the Lighthouse Chapel International, Oyibi Cathedral. He comes your way on this podcast with the creative force of God's Word. Bishop Ogo also pastors the Flaming Fire Service, a vibrant youth service with energetic young people who are ablaze for the Lord. He is also the evangelist of the Greater Love Gospel Crusade, a unique outreach program that ministers the soul-saving love of Jesus Christ to a hurting world through music, dance, and the life-giving Word of God. Now, listen to Bishop Edwin Ugo.
Hallelujah. Clap your hands. I want us to lift up our two hands and pray. God is about to speak. He has been speaking since Tuesday and is about to speak to you. And his words are sweet words. His words are beautiful words. His words are life. Ask him to speak to you. Ask him minister to you. Ask his light to shine. Ask his light to shine in your heart, in your life, in your ministry. Mama Your ministry. Your ministry. Your life. 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 Your ministry. Your life, your ministry. Speak, Lord. Speak, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Speak, Lord. We know our lives will never be the same. We thank you. Yes, Lord. We are grateful. Jesus name we pray Amen. Amen you may clap your hands first you may add a shout second you may show more excitement third and you may take your seats I want us to clap our hands and appreciate Sister Joy. She, she's a soul sister. She's a soul sister. A sister who likes souls is a soul sister. <laughs> soul sister joy and i want you to know we love you we appreciate you you are special to us and i thank god for all the lives you blessed you know all the lives and, and strategically 
Bishop Dagwood Mills planted this church strategically, you know, to minister to the future leaders of our nation, our churches. And uh, just as Bishop Oko preached yesterday, I believe that your ministry will raise amazing women, amazing men, anointed young men who are going to rise up. Oh yes, yes. And I want you to know that we appreciate you for your, for your life, your life, your life, and everything your life represents. And uh, our children are better because of your ministry. Yes, our nephews, our nieces are, I mean, they could have been anything. So God bless you. And uh, I'm not surprised that your children are the way they are. I'm not surprised because you've sown many, many, many seeds. And I pray that all of us who are gathered will catch something from you. Will one day stand and somebody will say, ah, she ministers like Sister Joy. Ah, was this guy in Sister Joy's church? He preaches like her. And may that anointing be ten times more than the anointing that you are carrying. Receive it in the name of Jesus. And uh, I want to thank all our pastors, ministers who have visited us. You are very welcome. I believe many of you have seen and this must be the third or fourth time I'm meeting you here. Which means that something here is working for you. And I pray that you will have something to show in your churches for being a part of Sister Joyce's ministry. Clap your hands for Jesus. I want to thank all the pastors who are here. Reverends, leaders, shepherds. I believe that God will speak to you. God will bless you and your life will not be the same. Before we sit down, I want you to join me to really thank my pastor and your father, Bishop Dagwood Mills. Who has given us something to do. You know, guided us into ministry. You know, sometimes you may not know a lot of things you take for granted. You take a lot of things for granted. But when you think deeply, you will know that without someone, you would not be where you are doing what you are doing. And we thank God for Bishop's life, for building churches in which we can also stand as pastors. And uh, I know that all of us will reflect the great anointing he carries because he's here with us he's here with us i believe that all of us are going to rise up one day as true sons and daughters and become great in the ministry maybe you are watching and ministry is not on your mind expect a change of your life soon expect a change in the way you think very soon one of these days, you'll be standing in front of a few members teaching them and you wonder where it came from. Remember that I told you that expect a change 
in your life and a change in everything you are doing. So God bless all of you and you may please be seated. This morning I am preaching about evangelism and uh, I would like you to turn your Bibles to John 15 and verse number 16 ye have not chosen me but I have chosen you and ordained you that ye should go and bring forth fruits and that your fruit should remain that whatsoever ye shall ask of the Father in my name, he may give it you. Hallelujah. So, evangelism essentially begins by going going. Jesus said, go ye into all the world. Go. Go. And I pray that everybody will have a going ministry. I pray that every pastor, no matter how great you are in your cathedral, in your church, in your building, there will be, there will be a certain ministry you will be doing that is that is outside the confines of your church. Yes. Everyone must go. Every pastor must have a room in your church where there are some speakers and microphones and some metals and some things that you use to go out to preach. If you are a pastor and all your speakers are church speakers, all your microphones are church microphones, it means that you are doing only 38% of the ministry. There must be a room. There must be a shack, a shed, somewhere where some metals that you arrange to stand on are kept. There must be a room somewhere where some cables, some microphones, there must be something in your church that is not always used for church work, but it's for outings. Say outings. May every pastor, every cell leader, you must have something. In your notes, there must be messages for outings. In your notebook, there must be messages that are for outings. You must not be a pastor that everything is indoors. Everything is in the church. No. If you are a singer, by this time, having been singing for eight months, you must have some two songs which are for outings. Yes. That you, there will be no need to sing in the church. Even if you sing it in the church, it doesn't really work. But when you stand on a wooden box, as I said, when you stand on a wooden box, 
for, for, for about uh, one, two, three, six. About 18 years of my ministry, 18 years, 19, I had wooden boxes. Yes. Wooden boxes. Wooden boxes. About about four feet by ten and two feet deep. I had about eight of them. Yeah. That were packed somewhere behind the church. That we carry for outings. I'll say outings. So when we go, we arrange the boxes, put them together, and it's a stage. Yeah. You can arrange it anywhere. Street corner, roadside. Then God promoted me to have metal stages. And now I've got very powerful high-tech stage from China. Yeah, baby. Yeah, baby. Yes. Yes, upgrade. With, with, with lights, lights. High-tech stage. Yes. High-tech. Don't let your life always be an indoor, in-house life. Have something that takes you out. You know? And it's this behavior we bring into marriages that leads to terrible marriages. When was the last time you took your wife out? I'm asking a question in English. When was the last time you took your beloved out? to sit somewhere, pay some money, let a waiter stand by you with, 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 with the uh, 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 towel or serviette or whatever and, and, and pouring something. Even though as he's pouring, you, 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 your heart is beating because the money you are about to pay. When was the last time? Oh, no, sir, I'm asking you. When was the last time you took your beloved out or you, you took your wife out. Every day, every day you are in the house. Yes, I should, I should come to this side. Yes. When was the last time? Oh Lord, I pray for my beautiful sisters and daughters. Deliver them from being married to bushmen and villagers. Deliver my baby girls. May they fall in love with romantic, spiritual, anointed, but they know how to treat a woman like a lady baby. Glory to God. Life, life, life gets better when there's a, a going out component. There's a going out component. Take her out, baby. Yeah. And the sisters also. Oh, I'm preaching. The sisters must also be outable sisters. Must be what? Outable. We spend money, we pay three days in a hotel, in a something resort, 
we go and then you are inside the room you have covered yourself with a cloth we can't go and sit by the poolside we can't go out we can't take a stroll because I made a mistake to be married to a villager a villager am I saying something out is out when you go out you are refreshed you are refreshed so it's, it's not just the guys but the girls they are bushmen and they are also bushwomen if you are if you are beloved you must have yeah we all have our regular clothes we wear you must have something you wear to go out If you are a wife, you must have some outing something that is not this type of uh, gabardine maxis. Gabardine. Eh? Every day. Beautiful job. Camp t-shirt. Eight years ago. Camp. HYP, HYP. And the, the latest one I saw a sister where is it is a God, you have been too good. You have been so good. That's Bishop's 50th birthday. Eight years ago. No, no. Receive the going out anointing. Go out. Have a nice shirt, nice trousers, nice shoe. You take your wife out. The wife also has even 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 as a wife, you must have panties you wear outside. So that, so so that so that when we come back home, we can remove new panties. I should stop preaching. When we go out and we come back, we must remove new things. We, we must feel that we are touching something new. But this type of panties with holes inside. And when we ask, you say it's for cross ventilation. Cross ventilation. Are you a room? Arrange your life to also go out. Take go out travel yes spend some money baby yes and, and also sisters there's a research with this is just i'm preaching i'm just helping the sisters i've been told i've not verified it this is not verified but it's information i have that the brothers who speak very good english they don't spend money I mean, I'm here to verify. Very, very good English. Yes. Queen's English. Excuse me, what's this doing? Yes, shall we go out? And shall we, shall we? They don't spend money. But the brothers whose English weren't good. The bomeka, bomeka, na frame, dada. 
So, ladies and gentlemen, I'm just saying that you may not know, but just being in the house watching television always may be, may be destroying the marriage in a certain way. Yes. One of my sons recently, he came and said, oh, he's taking his wife to Dubai. Yes. He said, oh, he feels, he feels like smooching, so he wants to take his wife. Because yeah. yeah. sometimes you must, have, you must have exotic locations. That's why even in the house, there must be kitchen as a venue, toilet as a venue, bedroom as a venue, uh, uh, garage, garage as a venue. Don't, 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 don't let your ministry be a church ministry. Go out. Some of the most powerful messages I have preached in my life were, I mean, laden with revelation. Were in somebody's house. Somebody's, one-on-one. For some time, when I finished talking to somebody outside and I entered my car, I took my whatever and began to write notes. Oh yes. Revelations I have never known. As I was just chatting, it was just bubbling and coming up. Somebody is breaking out. I said somebody is breaking out. I said somebody is breaking out. Go! Go. Now, let me just finish the message. Please be seated. Now, when you go, what do you do? They say go. So, I have gone. Not I have went. I have gone. Yes. Yeah. Be very careful, guys who speak very good English. Be concerned. Be concerned. Very like impeccable English. When he speaks, it's like he 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 drinks tea with the queen. You are heading for 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 social adjustment program programs. Yes, Pamscard program of action to mitigate the social cost of adjustment. Pamscard. So when you meet a boy, when he's talking once a while, some bullets will come in. That's the one. Well, let's, let's uh, please put up the verse. John 15, 16. We need to finish the message. Well, I, I, I won't finish what I'm preaching. He said, you have not chosen me, but I've chosen you and ordained you. Now, that you should go, note it, and bring for today, this morning's message, and God willing, if I'm alive this evening, the message I will preach are basically from go and bring forth fruit, and that your fruit should remain. You see, we are not just talking about going to bring fruit but fruit that remains. Your mandate goes beyond bearing fruit. 
your mandate also involves bearing fruit that remains. You know, somebody witnessed to me about close to 40 years ago. And I joined the church. I'm still in church. I've remained close to 40 years. Most of you, the person who witnessed to you, brought you to church, he's happy to see that you are still in church. Shabako was preaching yesterday. A girl who was delivering that evil spirits and so on. She's now a lady pastor. Even if she's a lazy pastor and not a lady pastor, she's still a pastor. So, so I want to say to all of us, right now, I am going to start a very important message. From church planting. And the title of the message is <laughs> Barrenness. That is the message I'm preaching today. And I need you to listen very carefully. Barrenness must not be part of your life. Everyone must try to be fruitful spiritually. It will translate into fruitfulness in your other lives. Yes. Barrenness. Today, this morning, <laughs> and this evening, I'm going to be talking and I'll take my time and let the words percolate percolate yes I would, the reason why I will take my time is that some of you have very low imbibition potential very low eyepiece it takes you a long time to suck it in but by the time we are done you would have become one of the most luxuriant evangelists in the system. Barrenness must not be associated with you. You know, I saw something even before. Yes, oh, clap your hands for Bishop. Beautiful man. Yes. You see, he gave some definitions of barrenness, but I just saw two of them. You see, to, to be barren means to be deficient in production. Th that you don't produce anything. 
Like since you got born again, you've not. Some of you who play instruments are barren. Yeah, you've not produced a soul in the church. Neither have you produced instrumentalists like you. Because you want to be the main man behind the keys. So that the sisters will admire you and bring you toughies. You know, but why I'm, I, I, just, I just saw it. I just, you know, that. Don't be someone who is deficient in production. Like you don't produce anything. It's a curse. Mommy, it's a curse not to produce anything. Even in the world economies, the countries that do not produce anything are down and at the bottom. The countries that produce cars, keyboards, microphones, planes, phones, they are the ones who are ruling. Don't be a Christian who does not produce anything. Please. Make sure something comes out of your life. Go out there and produce something. Then I saw something very interesting. He said, a barren person is someone who produces in very small quantities. So you would have thought that not producing at all is the only definition of barren. And that's why I was sitting there when the sister was singing. I just, I just saw it. Wow. I said this is interesting. Like when you produce, but you produce in small quantities, it's called inketinkete. It's not good. In fact, I don't know if there's any doctor here to help us, but there is um, one reason why a man can be barren is not when he doesn't produce sperms at all. He can produce the sperms, but in small quantities. Do you get the point I'm making? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's very important. There is a certain amount you need to be able to make a woman pregnant. One, just one milliliter of your semen should have nothing less than 20 million sperms. In fact, we actually look for 40 million sperms. So if you produce 10 million, you have produced, but it's not enough. Even when we need only one, only one sperm. Only one. But producing five million in one milliliter, it's not enough. So when you don't produce a lot, you are also barren. Yes. When your church doesn't produce a lot of souls, it's also this type of one soul in front, two people, one, one, two, one, two. It's, it's not, it, it is barrenness. 
when we come to your church, we see souls saved, but you are a barren pastor. Because barrenness is also defined as producing in small quantities. Now, now, the last one, no, there, there are lots. You give about 20 definitions. But the last one I'm, I saw, the one I saw which also hit me was, look at it. Barrenness is not producing normal fruit. So you have produced fruit. But it's not normal. Oh, I'm going to preach today. Your convert has come to church, but he's not normal. Now, sometimes when you look at a person, just looking at a person, you can say, this is not a normal person. You've produced a soul, but he comes to church once a month. So you've given birth, but, but it's, 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 this is the definition of barrenness that you have produced, but that believer is not a normal Christian. And there's a reason. I'm going to show you. Why you can produce a convert and the person is not normal. Remember, evangelism is not just going out. It is going out to bear fruit and fruit that should remain. So going, number one, going to bear fruit, number two, and bearing fruit that remain, number three. So none of us here should have abnormal fruits. Like the, the soul you brought to church, he just came to church as a clearing agent. You brought a brother into the church. You warned him. An Uber driver or somebody you spoke to and you brought him to church. And for the six months the brother has been here, he has been in the church as a clearing agent. Clearing the girls. One pastor, well-known pastor, very well-known pastor. He was a pornography star before he got born again. Not that he watches pornography. He's an actor. <laughs> Not a watcher of pornography. A watcher of pornography is a watcher. But this man was a star. But, but, but somebody gave birth to him. And he came to church. And whilst he was in church, he learned that beloved, let us love. For love, peace of God. Beloved, let us love. And for him, love, loving meant having sex. So he was in the church loving the sisters. Till one day he took a sister home. And in the night, the girl was lying by her, either before or after. I've forgotten what the story. But the girl was lying by her. 
True story. And then something entered the room. He had a very wild experience to the end that this is not what I want you to do. It's wrong. To be having, it's called fornication. He sent the girl out of his room. And that was the end. But he, I'm coming, he did not know that having sex with a woman you are not married to was a sin. To him, sex was a social event. Like we'll sit down and drink something and just take a walk. Having sex is just like shaking hands and it's, it's normal. It's normal. That now, now, somebody gave birth to that gentleman. So that person who gave birth to him gave birth to an abnormal person. Today, I'm going to talk about this morning and this evening. I'm going to talk about seven words. Seven descriptions of barrenness. That's all. Seven words, English words. I mean Hebrew and Greek words that describe barrenness. So we might as well call them types of barrenness. But we are looking at words in the Bible. Because that type of barrenness must not characterize your life as a Christian. You must be fruitful. You must be fruitful. So the first type of barrenness, the first word, I'm teaching five Hebrew words and two Greek words. Yes. The first Hebrew word is Aqua, aqua barrenness. A Q A R is the first type of barrenness. Now, this word means, you see, just like certain English words, which mean different things based on the context you are using it. We in English will say barren. But the reason why I am teaching you this particular teaching is that you may be barren and not know it. Yes, you may be barren and not know it. Yes. And you don't want to be barren because the Bible says the axe is laid to the root of the tree. God looks out for, for, for fruits. God will come to you if he has not come, expect him to come soon. He will come to you expecting fruits. You cannot just be around. You cannot just be around. Help me, Jesus, to preach. You can't just be around. You can't just be around. 
the tree that doesn't bear fruit, he will look three nine, and now also the axe is laid to the roots of the trees. And every tree which bringeth not forth good, you see, it's caught us right there. Not just fruits, good fruit. Not a fruit that that is a clearing agent. Not a fruit that doesn't pay tithes. Yes. Every member that doesn't pay tithes in the church was given birth to by somebody. Yes. Now, this word aqua, A-Q, please write it in English, uh, uh, write the English letters, A-Q-A-R. That word aqua means the destruction or removal of generative organs. It also means to have non-functioning organs. Then it means to be barren or sterile. Organs which don't function. You see that this word was used to describe Sarah and certain people in the Bible. So you have the organ. You have the organ. You, when we do a scan, you have the ovaries. You have it. But it's been destroyed by many things. We are not having a medical class here. When we examine you, you have a testicle. You have a penis, but it doesn't work. It's not a joke. Churches or individuals suffering from aqua barrenness are deficient in the generative aspects of ministry. This means that they are deficient in the outreach and the fruit-bearing aspects of church life. So you see that they are in the church. They have first service, second service, fourth service, convention service, baptism service, whatever service, but you will never see any outreach service. Let's leave the church out. Later we'll discuss the church. I'm not preaching about the church. I'm preaching about you. I'm talking to you. Yeah. You see that you're in the church? You play keyboard? You sing in the choir? You conduct the choir? You are a laptopist? You are doing video? You are doing everything? But the outreach part of your life has been destroyed. It's a type of barrenness. So you see that the person is very active. So if you don't know this teaching, you will think that you are a fruitful Christian. Every service, he's playing the keyboard. He's always there. Always around. Sound engineer. 
always mommy's son. He has worked so hard. Even that the more he works, the more they bless him. And he doesn't even doesn't know why his mother will invite a pastor who just comes and talks by heart in the church. Every is always around fixing the sound, fixing speakers. He, he slept overnight. He slept what? Overnight in the church. Always around helping, fixing every day. But when you look at his life, there is nothing outreach about him. I said, I'm not, I don't have time to preach about the church. I don't have time. The time I have is too short. I'm talking to you. You preach in first service. You preach in second service. You preach in the passenger service. You preach in the zonal service. You preach in the this service. But when are you going to preach in the crusade service? Every minister must consider the outreach aspect of his ministry. Your life. What is the, so my, my English question is, sir, you are taking pictures? Are you the one photographing? Are you the one photographing? When was the last time you went for an outreach? Sorry? Yo. And where is the person? Where is the soul? Sorry? Yes, he didn't get. <laughs> yeah, and, and I'm going to explain to you why he didn't get. Makuta Bayangalaba. Somobaso. We have bought an expensive camera. He's taking pictures. Somebody's also coming with water. Water? Is it water or tea? For the pastor. Do you know what it means to refresh a woman who is working hard? She's a very important person. Very important person. But where is your outreach ministry? It's your outreach ministry. So you are a barren Christian. You are barren. The organs are there, but they don't work. Either you don't use it, you don't use it, or it's not working. Yes. They do visitation, they'll visit, they'll go and whatever outreach, sheep seeking, but outreach. But ladies and gentlemen, the Bible says in Ecclesiastes seven eighteen that it is a good thing that you have put your hand on this. It's a good thing that you've put your hand on this. But from outreach also, you must not take your hand. It's good that you should take hold of this one. But from this also, withdraw not thine hand. Many of you, when you touch this one, you withdraw your hand from this. 
when you touch the keyboard, you withdraw your hand from outreach. I like the way is it the NASB. Let me see the NASB. NASB. Yes, it is good that you grasp one thing. And also not let go of the other. It's good that you have put your hand on singing. But when you put your hand on singing, you withdrew your hand from outreach. But it says, the one who fears God. That is what, this is the scripture for multitasking. The one who fears God will come forth from both of them. We need both of them members in the church. Singing and outreaching. Keyboarding and outreaching. Laptoping and outreaching. Playing instruments and outreaching. Ushering and outreaching. Don't be a member in the church. Look, look, I have always said, for me, the church responsibilities are secondary responsibilities. Like as we are here, this handsome man with corned beef hair. For me, I, I, my mind is that he's originally a goer out. And then he's also playing the keyboard. If all you are doing is this keyboard, then you are useless. There's nothing in the Bible that talks about reward for keyboard. It's good you are holding the microphone, the, the, the camera. But where is your other hand? Ask your neighbor, where is your other hand? Where is your other hand? I can see what you are holding now. I can see you are holding a basenta. I can see you are holding a choir. I can see you are holding an instrument. But where is your other hand? And it's interesting, eh? That rather... The things that don't bring us much blessings are the things we give our lives to. Yeah. The very spiritual people, they don't come to play the keyboard forever. No, no, no. In, light, uh, in the UD, there are bishops who are instrumentalists. Uh, Bishop Oko himself was an instrumentalist. But, but he didn't come to take the instrument. It's my own. It's my own. It's my no one can touch. I'm a principality in the instrumentalist. The dancers are admiring you. You see, you need to know. You need to know that the real carriers of the blessings for your life. If you've not read your Bible, that's when you you you, you cling to a bass guitar as your property. Oh, yes. There's not much in this. Through this, you may actually be attracted to a girl who is not the, the right girl for you. Yeah. Yeah. And the way they they play, as they are playing, they, they move their, their hand. And, and, and the girls are dancing. Something is happening to them in their waist. 
Listen, don't destroy the outreach part of your life. Don't do that. Don't do that. Don't destroy it. Actually, Isaiah 65. Look at Isaiah 65. Verse 8. Verse 8. Yes. King James. Thus said the Lord, as the new wine is found in the cluster, and one said, destroy it not, for a blessing is in it. The outreach dimension you have destroyed, your marriage, your prosperity, your power over evil spirit, everything, your labor, your reward is in it. Don't destroy it. And he's saying that the wine is found in a cluster. It's found. There's a cluster of grapes. The new wine is in the cluster. It's in a cluster. And to get that wine, you must go out to the farm. You don't get new wine by sitting in a room. You don't get new wine by sitting in a room. You go out and harvest a cluster and, and, and squeeze that wine out. Work, work it, baby. Work it. The new wine is found in the cluster. Go out. Don't sit in the church. Are you a mentalist? You play instrument? You are learning. Don't follow the people you are learning from. Don't follow them. No, I'm telling you. Don't follow them. Listen to me. Don't follow them. Learn, learn only the keyboard parts. Don't learn their lives. They are useless. Don't destroy it. Many of you are very super active in the church. As we're having a conference, some of you are moving around, going to meeting this, going, driving this, going for this one, getting t-shirts, printing t-shirts, getting books, uh, setting up a table, and so on. You'll do that, but when we, when, we, when we assess you, we realize ah, the outreach part of your life has been destroyed. It's dead. Can you imagine the rehearsals the singers have done before this conference? Then we look at you and ask you, so, so where, where is the outreach part of your life? We are not saying you are not working. We are not saying you are not working. But we are saying that don't destroy the regenerative parts of your life. Don't destroy it. Don't destroy it. The father who gave birth to us, he's having conferences, he's building churches, he's planting, he's writing songs, he's writing songs, producing music, uh, building churches, planting churches, appointing pastors, consecrating bishops, having conferences, I mean, but he has not destroyed the outreach part of his ministry. Don't do that! It's amazing how people say we are following, but we are not following. I'm not, I, I don't have time about your church. I'm talking about you yourself.
I thank God for the testimony I heard about the brother who came for this last year or two conference. He was an usher or something in the churches, or some leader or something. And uh, because, oh, is there? Oh, this, this is the one. Ah, okay. And then he, through last year's conference, it spared him on to have crusades. Don't do that. Don't do that. And I'm saying that crusades, outreaches, that's where the money is. Yeah. That's where the happiness is. That's where the things are. <laughs> you want joy? You want joy? That's where it is. Luke 10. The 70 returned with joy. Joy. You want to be happy? You don't want to be depressed? You don't want to be depressed? Then don't destroy the outreach part of your ministry. Your, your blessing literally is in it. If you are here and you have destroyed the outreach part of your ministry, of your life, but you are active in everything, you've destroyed the outreach part of your life. Come to the front here. That is, that is the few of you who have overcome lies and deception and you have not added that one to, to your barrenness come forward I'm not going to lay my hands on you but I'm going to ask you to lift up your, your hands And make a covenant with God. Make a covenant with God. Nika Suma. So as we are clapping for you that you sing well, you are very helpful. You organize the chairs, you arrange the chairs, you went to bring the chairs, you did the setup, the, the, the internet, and all that thing. You are very active. You are some of you, you like, like everything being done in the church is done by you. But we are asking that where is the real part of your life that matters? Lift your two hands. He said, destroy it not, for a blessing is in it. Don't destroy it. It's amazing that you have not destroyed doing video. I mean, what has video got to do with your life? Video. Don't 
allow the church to use you use the church also go and win the souls and on a normal day you have gone to win them and, and build your own church yes because there's a part it's a teaching them teaching them but thankfully a woman has built a church use her use her to build your own life's ministry outreach ministry each of you standing here should by now have had your your, your four fruits but does it destroy it not I can't believe that you are in the church playing keyboard, 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 but you don't do outreach. Are you well? You must be very carnal. You've been playing keyboard in the church for one year. You can't mention one soul you've gone to work on. You've preached in your church one year. When have you stood outside? Destroy it not. Destroy it not. Your blessing is in it. Isaiah 65 and verse 8. Tabalakaba. Nyagaga. Nyagadagaga. Nagulababa. You need to know what you must not destroy. We are not doing things that make us popular. Like when you sing on the stage, everybody sees you, everybody knows you. Popularity, human beings, human beings. What can a human being do to you and for you? What can a human being do for you? It's time for us to do secret things and get open rewards. Manio Mahanda Baba. Yes. Aqua barrenness. It's a type of barrenness where we see you active in the church moving up and down moving the having basenta meetings your members you are doing membership basenta meetings you are getting you have your members you bus them you pay for the buses but when have you want a soul to add to the six members when destroy this one don't destroy it's like, that's why i said it's good that your hand is on the basenta but from outreaches you must not remove it It's good your fingers are on the keyboard, but your fingers must not be taken off. And so, it's good. It's very good that your hands are on the chairs, arranging them, dusting them, cleaning them, cleaning the chair. It's good that your hand is on the mop stick, but also from outreach, don't take your hand. Don't. Your blessing is in it don't don't the woman who led me to Christ was getting a husband but she didn't know 
your blessing is in it don't make a mistake we are not into popularity doing things everybody sees covenant covenant father we thank you we thank you Bishop Patrick I need you please and uh, even sister Joy I need you kindly please please make way for them to come can I have envelopes envelopes please um, mommy, you can stand here. Sure, Patrick, you can please go to that side. Yes. Give. Pour oil on it. Write on the envelope. Yes, yeah, okay. Write on the envelope. I will not destroy it. I will not destroy it. I will not destroy it. You are planting a seed into this. It's part of your covenant arrangement. Lord, this seed ah, is a sacrifice. Let it open a door for me. Never in my life to be living and there is no project in my life. Like I, now as I'm standing here, there's no project. That, there's no body I'm working on. Don't do that. Your blessing is in it. I said, the woman who led me to Christ didn't know she was getting a husband and not some galamsey husband. Some of you, something you are looking for, you have done yourself in. You have done yourself in. You've destroyed your life. By this time, there should have been something in your hand. But it's not in your hand because it is a soul who would have brought that person into your life? When Jesus says go eh, the man who gave his life for you. Oh, I didn't even see you, sorry. When he says go, don't think he's a fool. Go. Your black, he not, you see, when your pastor has to give an instruction and explain what is in it for you, then you are being treated as a very low person. Just obey instructions. Like that father who gave his son is it that I, 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 I don't know the amount let's, let's say let's say let's say five million dollars or one million uh, five million cities or one million dollars and he told him that go and look for land and build a house for me he gave two sons look for land one million one million build a house for me I, I need to live in a certain upscale type of house one went and looked for from, apart from the one million went and looked for 150 or 100 thousand cities more to add to the one million and built a high tech modern house five bedroom mansion with electronic things and things and the other fool the, 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 the fool who was, who was also given one million spent only 180,000 to build the house 180,000 
Then they all came and said, that we finish. Said, you've done? Are you done? So he went and saw the houses. He didn't say anything to them. He never said, he was using the houses. I'm sure you can, you can tell the end of the story. When he died, the will he wrote, the one you built, one you built is your house, was your house. The one you built is your house. Put, please put, put the verse up again. Thus said the Lord, as the new wine is found in the cluster, and one said, destroy it not, for a blessing is in it. So will I do for my servant's sake, that I may not destroy them. Know, know what to destroy. If you must choose between playing keyboard and winning souls, go and win souls. Ah, but Bishop raises funds for church buildings. Buildings. But he's, he's honest enough to tell us when he's raising funds for crusades, he tells us there is no giving that is higher than the giving for souls. Yes. If you must choose between giving for souls and giving for a building, give for souls. He knows. He knows. You are planting a seed. What are you writing on it? I will not destroy it. Keep serving her. It's great to have a trusted person. As you are bringing the water, what do you know what you put in the water? Do you know what you do with the water? It's rare. So if we have found you, we have found a great person. But don't destroy. See, it is good that your hand is on her. But from outreach, remove not your hand. But because, hold on, the one who fears God, where is that scripture? Ecclesiastes 7 18. Yeah, oh, he himself would need salvation. No, it's okay, yeah. So go back and put it up. I know. Yeah. Save yourself. It says, it says that he that feareth God shall come forth of them all. The one who fears God will do all, will do both. When your hand is only on Sister Joy, you don't fear God. your hand is only on this video I will never marry you I'm afraid of somebody in the church who only he does only video that's a masturbator that's a thief only video I'm afraid of you plant that seed and God will mercifully tenderize your heart towards souls every day of your life there should be a project you're working on mommy please share for me Sophie, please share for me I will not destroy it I will not destroy it. I will not tell you what to sow. It's up to you. It's up to you. You can even put leaves in the envelope. It's up to you. 
destroy the, the, the regenerative parts, the outreach part of your life. Don't destroy it. Don't do that. Don't do that. Some of you can come here. Don't do that. Some of you can go to Sister Joy. Plant the seed right on it. What are you writing on it? I'll not destroy it. I'll not destroy it. I'll be a dancer. I'll be a singer. I'll be a keyboardist. I will not destroy it. I will not destroy it. Thank you. Mandalabosh. Are you here? Oh, I can hear. Are you here? Number two. We are doing seven today. That's why I took a plane to come here. Yes. Number two. The next word is shakal. Madusikabahandalaba. Shakal. It means S-H-A-K-O-L. It's a type of barrenness. And the S-H-A-K-O-L. And the, and the, the scriptures are the Leviticus 26, 22. 2 Kings 2, 19. Deuteronomy 32, 25. That's where you find this word. So you see the word barren, but it, 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 the meaning is different. Now, let's read Leviticus 26, 22. Leviticus. See, I will also send wild beasts among you which shall rob you of your children and destroy your cattle and make you feel in number. And your highways shall be shakal, desolate. Now, that word shakal means to miscarry. To suffer abortion. To be bereaved of children. To cast your young. All these are curses. Read in the Bible. Some of the curses that you cast your young. And to be deprived of children. So, Shakal, unlike Aqua, where there's even no pregnancy, let alone have a child. Because you don't use the vagina. There are wives who don't use their vagina. I should stop preaching. There are husbands who don't use their penises. That's called aqua stupidity. <laughs> You are barren. You can have five children. But there's barrenness because you, your marriage is not producing the joy of sex. We, we finish with that. Let's come to Shakur. Unlike Aqua, where the, there is no, I mean, it, 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 you, you don't even get the pregnancy. That one, you get pregnant. 
your baby is growing but you miscarry four months into the pregnancy you begin to bleed you do a scan the sac is deformed so there you gave birth you brought the member to church but he couldn't survive three weeks a lot of us miscarry Mariaga Zatuni Mahandalababa Shani Ketalaba Satalaba It means to be deprived of your children. He said such churches or ministers cannot keep the souls that God gives them. As you can see, they constantly cast their young. Think of it, pastors. Think of it, center leaders. How many souls have passed through your center, your center? How many? How many souls have passed through your center? Such ministers cannot sustain the growth and are unable to continue in the things that God gives to them. Many churches receive large numbers of visitors and even converts. You must work on keeping these converts. You must make sure that your visitors come again. Yes. This kind of Sacral barrenness is very common. Is there anybody here who has who won a soul? The person came to church once or twice and doesn't come again. Oh yes. Yes. Do you know why? Do you know the primary cause of shackled barrenness? I can't hear you. Should I tell you the primary cause? Or I should stop preaching and the primary cause of shakal barrenness is that there is no intimate relationship between the soul winner and the soul. No bond exists. We go and bring the sheep, the converts, and dump them in the church. Hello? You bring the soul to a faceless church. A faceless church. The church is a dumping ground. The main cause of shackled barrenness is, a, is the absence of that bond. You and I. A church in a thousand years 
Look at me, please. Don't write. Look at my face. No church. No church has the power to keep a soul. No church has the power to keep a soul in it. We were not made to relate with churches. People stay in church because of personal relationships. Get it right. When Jesus met Zacchaeus, he said, Zacchaeus, come down, for I must spend time with you in your house. So, before we knew it, no, unstimulated, he began to confess his sins. In fact, when you read Zacchaeus' comment, it's so out of place. All those things he said were, were, were very unnecessary. Nobody asked you, what have you done wrong? It was just because some one person showed interest in that one soul. That person-to-person bond made him confess his sins. We don't need friends of the church. We need friends of the soul winner. Anybody you win to the Lord, one of your responsibilities is to ensure that you develop a very strong interpersonal bond with the person. When we give birth, I get pregnant for, I mean not me, like mommy gets pregnant for nine months and delivers a baby. She brings the baby to the, to, to the house. Everybody is enchanted by this fleshly mass. Cuckoo, cuckoo, hey, baby, that's cuckoo, cuckoo. But at, at the end of the day, one, the one who brought the baby home is the one who bonds with the baby. The woman who brought the baby home is the one. It's a bond. The baby doesn't just lie there and people are just playing with it or people are passing by the baby. Until somebody shows an interest in that baby, that baby is just there to die. It's just a matter of time. Don't bring somebody here for us to admire. Don't bring a good singer here for us to just admire her singing. Somebody must bond. Sorry. The reason why there is shakal is that the organs of implantation are undeveloped. So the baby just slips through the womb. The, the roots 
of that pregnancy must be deeply embedded in the womb. We would have had no Paul. We would have had no Paul. We would have had no Paul. No, we don't care about any Jesus who met him on no road to Damascus. When he entered the church, there was a Barnabas who kept him. Otherwise, the church would have miscarried. Can you imagine how many Pauls we have lost in this church? There would have been no Paul, but for a Barnabas, I'm saying to you that shakal barrenness comes when you win a soul and don't make friends. The woman who led me to Christ, she was so much my friend that I married her. It was not church. It was not church. It was not church. A survey was conducted in America. I, I, I saw this many, many years ago. Let me see if it's still in my notes. You know, somehow, sometimes you, you, you lose. I can't find it. You know. But they, they, they asked a question. Who or what was responsible for you being in church. Who or what? I'm trying to find it, but how did you come to church? It's, they, 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 they polled 10,000 people or so in America. And they were asking, how did you come to church? Was it by a breakfast meeting? Was it by a crusade? Was it by a Sunday school? Whatever. Who or what was responsible? I would have loved to find this. Sunday school, 1.2%. Church convention, 1.8%. Sunday school, 0.8%. Then there was one personal invitation by a friend, 78%. Personal. Listen, from today, Make up your mind. Listen, a soul winner is a, is a maker of friendships. It's a developer of friendships. You, you don't win a soul for no kingdom, no nothing. The soul you win must be your friend. Henceforth, I call you not servants, but friends. The reason why some of you have suffered some barrenness is that you did not take your... Listen, go beyond John 3, 16, uh, 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 Romans 10, 9 and 10. Go beyond it and be friends with him. Be friends with her. Just make sure that she doesn't seduce you. Hey. 
Another reason for so-called barrenness is a lack of prayer. When prayer isn't part of the foundation of the soul, you didn't pray, but you just went and baked cupcakes. Cupcakes. One day my church wasn't growing and I decided that I need to develop strategies. So, you know, make sure that the so-called idea you have is not Satan speaking to you. Satan spoke to me that, you know, they don't grow because a lot of members are poor who are not really, you know, so I should, you know, try and have food. So I raised funds from some of the members. And like, as I'm preaching now, this is a Sunday morning I'm preaching. Over half of the church members have got coupons. Wow. So when we close the service, they go to the back of the church. Yes. And then this girl is there. Stand up with them. I give, she cooked wache, jollof, fried rice, packed. Like 500, 200, 300. And then she, she goes, she'll be at the back. And then they will come and get the, so, uh, get the rice. So they get the rice. So they were always coming to church. So you see that people are sitting down there preaching. But they are not listening. No. They are waiting for the service to end. The Bible says, for there is no foundation apart from that which has already been laid. Don't establish that. The Bible says in Hebrew, it says it is good that the heart is established with grace and not with meats. The writer of Hebrews had me in mind. For it is a good thing that the heart be established with grace. It's the grace of God that is, that is generated by prayer. Intense prayer. It's that grace that keeps us. Nobody gave me no rice. Nobody passed me to church. Not one. I, I've never sat in a car to be taken to church. Well, maybe when I was outside the country. But in Ghana, where I've spent most of my life... I, there's nobody living or dead who can say that he or she is responsible for my church attendance. Never! I would walk miles and take a trotro into the city center and walk miles. What are you talking about? My heart was established with grace. Not with cupcakes. <laughs> the rice. One morning I was at home and the Lord spoke to me. Because not every voice you hear as a pastor is from God. That day I heard God. He said, Who taught you to build a church with rice? <laughs> is, it, is it Bishop Dagwood Mills or which book? You build a church with rice. I said, oh, the members are not 
you know, they need sustenance. They don't have food. It's just a social whatever. In the book of Acts, they were giving rice and food. <laughs> then you ask me, are they widows? <laughs> are they widows? He said, if you lack the knowledge of how to build a church, be honest and say it. Don't use rice as a cover-up. And I was using rice as a cover-up. I called her. I said, if you don't know and you bring rice to church today. <laughs> she made a U-turn with the rice. The members came looking around. No coupons. Hey! They went home. Next week they came. No coupons. Third week. Then the church began to go down. But as it began to go down, then the grace of God that brought understanding and knowledge kicked in. And I began to plant satellite churches. Within a month, my church had grown by 500 members. One month. Did, did anybody give you rice to keep you in the church? Did, 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 did anybody give you cupcakes? Are you in that? Are you in this church? Which church are you in? Makane. Okay, and not in this, but you're in the UD. Okay, you're a pastor, also. Were you giving cupcakes for you to stay in church? What will you say? about a pastor who makes cupcakes to keep the members in church. She doesn't know what she's doing. It is good. It's a, it's a good thing. Stop buying airtime for your members. Stop buying if they, if, if, But they are watching pornography already. If they won't come on, they should die. Pray for them. Pray for them. Don't buy airtime. Don't buy check check. Don't buy whatever. Stop it. Stop it. Has anybody come to ask you for airtime to watch pornography? They are watching it anyway. All night. They watch it and masturbate till they collapse. To come online for a flow prayer meeting, you must buy airtime. You are establishing their hearts with airtime and not with grace. And I give you just three weeks. Shakal. Shakal. I was telling somebody that. Had it not been Isaiah 40, 11, which talks about a shepherd leading, feeding, carrying, and gathering, I would have even not liked to bus people to church. A lot of the people we bus to church, especially from the hinterland, is just tourism. It's an outing. 
they are doing nothing in their area. So they sit on their buses and, and they come, they, they, as they are in the, on the bus, they are looking at, looking into town, new buildings. And when they come, they don't even sit in church. They go and sit somewhere and uh, are fooling around. But there's a verse which says, a shepherd should carry. That's why we carry them. But I wasn't carried to church. And where I was staying in my church, today, it's, 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 a, it's a Nobel Prize I should have won. Nobody can say that he or she is, is responsible for me, my going to church. My heart was established by the grace of God. Grace. And the Bible says it is a good thing. Have you seen it there? It's a good thing. That the heart, the, the heart of your soul, that convert, should not be est- established with rice and kinky and fish. It is grace that keeps us. If you use rice, the day rice finishes, there will be shackled barrenness. You, you, will, you will miscarry. But thank God, the grace of God doesn't get finished. Rice can get finished. A time will run out. But grace of God, settle down and pray. Settle down and pray. Fast. Fast. Mention their name. Prince Ose, Kwame Boatin, A.C. Francis, Comfort Ose, uh, oh, are you Comfort? <laughs> <laughs> Making mention of you in my prayers. Making mention. Be in your room. Is that Jojo? Be in your room and pray. And stop beloved dozing all over the place. in the room. Do you have a list of your members? Pray for them. Pray for them. Otherwise, Shakal says that you get pregnant. You can even give birth. But the baby is so abnormal that the baby is, is, is just dies after two days. Did you know that you can give birth to a normal baby? I mean, to a baby who can die after two days. Did you know that? Because the baby has complex arterial malformations, hypoplastic lungs, abnormal cerebral. What? what? Johnson syndrome. Johnson syndrome. Yes. Yes. Some of you give birth so abnormal members who don't. You know, I was so incensed that I even said, don't buy a Bible for no one. But sometimes you must be kind. So we just help with Bibles. Anything a person hasn't put his money in, it means his heart is to, even the person. Don't let don't be the only one going for money. 
let the members, they themselves, collect money from them. It's called Basenta Basin Income Generation. BBIG. Let the members, the converts themselves, who sit on the bar, let them pay for where your treasure is. That's where your heart will be. Don't turn the church into an NGO. The church is not world vision. Rather, pray. That's why Peter said in Acts 4, we will give ourselves to prayer in the word. Prayer. Prayer. That's why I believe that a lot of pastors and basenta leaders must be very poor. Yes. When you are very poor, you only depend on the grace of God. Yes. No, nowhere to turn. It's your money that is disturbing you. Yes. So you see that you see that when when money is withdrawn, they can't stay. I pray that none here from today will suffer from shackle barrenness. I pray from today, anybody you give birth to will be brought up well. Let your hands and pray. We've not closed. Pray that you will not be an abortionist. Remember, I've told you, is that you don't dump people in the church. Be friends with them. Develop friendship. Zacchaeus, calm down. Barnabas kept Paul. Always there is someone who keeps a person in the church. Lift your hands and pray. Pray and develop your friendship abilities. Rika tabadi mini ando koko robo doko shidiki ka li babani na mama kosa dede ande keke ke li mama miando bororo bakatande keke rasada katandi amaranto koromo no mora rembebeli ankatomi ande la barado korono mbrondo kotoria iagaskari anda katoni mama ma abebebe katoni anda barababa li katandi ando Listen, listen. Anybody who wins a soul from today and does not go on a campaign to befriend like 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 you are actually beloved. Did you actually know? Come to think of it. Ah. Did you know that soul winning is not just telling somebody about Christ? I've not told you. He that winneth souls is wise. He that winneth so the fruit of the righteous is a tree of life. He that winneth 
winning, winning a soul. That word winning is a Hebrew word. And one of the meanings of the word to win is to marry. To win. Let me read it to you. You may think I'm lying. What is it? Proverbs 11.30. Proverbs 11.30. Win it. That word win is from the Hebrew word lakak. L-A-Q-A-C-H. Now, listen to this. It, it, it means the, the word lakak. Win it. It means to take. It means to get. He that taketh a soul. It also means to fetch. So you go, you fetch. But it's bigger than fetch. It means to receive. It means to bring. It means, mommy, what is it? To marry. To marry. What does it say? Take a wife. So, so t- t- winning a soul involves the same processes that you, you go through to take a wife. No, no, I mean, how do you get a wife? You meet a girl in town, you meet a girl in church, you meet a girl somewhere, and you go through so many things to remove the girl from her father's hands. And put her in your house. Is he your brother? <laughs> Did his father give birth to you? Did his mother give birth to you? Where did he find you? He found her as a total stranger. But by the time he was done with her, she told her father, you gave birth to me. You paid my school fees. You bought panties for me. You gave me everything, but I'm tell- I found someone. Yes, I can't stay with you any longer. We need members who will say, you, you, you gave me Indian hemp to smoke. You gave me beer to drink. You make fornication nice, but I can't stay with you any longer. I've met somebody who has, been, who has become friends with me so much that I'm leaving you. I'm leaving you. I'm leaving you. To win a soul means to marry. And it's true. It's true. What do you think it takes to plant somebody, plant the person from town, a stranger, in the church? It's not just singing. Jesus went to town, to the, to, to the beach, to the marketplace, to wherever. He found total strangers. He ate with them, visited them, prayed for their mothers-in-law, related with them. Even one day he said that we are no more, we are friends. Friends, you and I, we are friends.
Lakak. Lakak means to marry. Short of having sex with her. In any case, aren't there marriages without sex? A lot of husbands and wives walking around wearing rings. They wear the same material. The man is wearing this. And the same, the woman is all, you see a lot in Nigeria. Green lace. Green lace. No sex. I met my church members, husband and wife. I asked them, how is sex life? And the woman laughed. I said, why are you laughing? Are you mocking me for asking the question? I said, well, no. You just, your question. So I also went in. I said, when was the last time you had sex? This was in February, last year, February. I remember it was just before COVID. So when was the last time you had sex? Then the woman, yes, the woman said, around October. That is February, January, December, November. October. Then the husband said, Bishop, it's not true. Mm. So I thought the, the husband was, was embarrassed mm. that the wife had said October. He said, it's not true. It's around August. <laughs> Go out there, engage them. Do knocking, knocking. You also have one like that. One and a half years. One and a half years. I'm even sharing testimony of five months. It's like going to heaven and saying that your house got flooded and God delivered when Noah is there. <laughs> heaven, no, you, you have come, you, you take a microphone. So one day I was asleep and when I woke up my house, my basement was flooded, my, my fridge was floating, everything was and, and I prayed and I, I said Lord, what do I do? And the Lord gave me a whatever I said, you must make a raft and I made a raft and I called my neighbor and he came and then somebody came and said, please, please Noah is sitting there <laughs> Noah is sitting there stop the testimony and sit down Receive the grace to marry, marry. Yes, 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 yes. The real commitment we need in the church is called marital. Get it right. The commitment we need in the church is not friendship or but it's called marital commitment. Lakak. It's groom and bride relationship. You've got members who are not your friends. You only use them. You just bust them and fill forms with them. You are a wicked person. I said, you are a wicked girl. The members are only useful for just busting and filling forms. But I'm sending you from here. I said, I am sending somebody from this meeting. I, I mean, I don't know who can hear me. I said, I'm sending somebody from this meeting. To go and be a lover of their souls. Love them. Care for them. Meet their needs. Let them feel that somebody cares for them. They will be with you forever. Lockhart. He that winners, that word to win, is the same as bringing a stranger girl to your house. All the processes. So strong that the girl can tell her father that I can't stay with you anymore. Oh, yes, 
the bond between daddy and mom is so strong. They are so much in love. The father will say, Doris, you are leaving me. Daddy, I have to go. I have to go. Develop a friendship with your souls that is so strong that they can easily break away from their boyfriends, break away from their weed smoking friends, break away from their clubbing friends, break out. It's not just going to share a scripture, John 3 16. To win a soul is more than telling somebody about Christ. You, you must involve yourself. Soul winning is not winning a soul for the church, for them. You must, you must, you, without you, there's no soul. Make yourself saviors of men. Without your involvement, there's no soul. People see church signboards and they are drawn to the church. But when they enter the church, they need a lover of their souls. Saul, who became Paul, nobody witnessed to him. Nobody witnessed to him. He saw a bright light and a voice, direct witnessing from heaven. Jesus himself is witnessing. But when he came to the church, lift your hands. Pray and develop the friendliness in you. The way, the way you chase a girl, you must chase a soul like that. Relentless. Relentless. The way you chase a girl. The way you chase a girl. Oh, sister, the way you were chased. Remember it. Don't just go and say Jesus loves you. You don't win a soul with Jesus loves you. Love them. Otherwise, you will shackle. Lift your hands and pray. Pray and pray. Let me give you a third one and then we close and we come back God willing tonight. Please sit down. The third type of barrenness you might what's the first one? And which which means that which means what? Destruction of the degenerative part is destroyed. Ovaries are gone. Testicles are not working. You don't use it. So you do everything. You know them. They will lay their bed, they will cook, they will feed you with four courses, clean the house take pictures with you, but she will never be available for sex. With the same legs. Green, and always she's green. 
exclude the regenerative, the out, outreach part of your life. Don't. Get this message again and listen to it. Get it again and listen to it. I'm, I'm commanding you. Get it what? Again. The next one is what? Shakur. You miscarry. You have the soul, but the soul leaves because you came and dumped the soul in the church for the church to be friends. A church doesn't make friends. It's human beings who engage. Human beings who engage. Learn how to engage. Learn to make friends. If you just go out and win a soul and damn the person, you are a wicked person. A soul winner is an expert at making friends. And pray. Pray. Use prayer. Establish the soul's heart with grace. Go back to your churches and look at your records. And use the records to shame yourself. Whatever you call yourself. Where are the souls? Where are the souls? The third one I'm leaving with you as we part company is Melecha. Melecha. M-E-L-E-Cha. Melecha. It's also a type of barrenness. And this word means a salted land. A salted land. Maladia diabadia kabada. You put a seed on it. It doesn't germinate. It's a salted land. A desert. Or a barren land. People suffering from melecha are spiritually salted lands. In spite of what you pour into them, they are unable to bear fruit. They are in, and I love this one, they are incapable of germinating seeds. A cursory glance at every congregation will reveal several salted lands staring at you. They have been in the church for many years and I've heard many sermons. They have been anointed and prayed for but still cannot bear fruits. Much has poured into them but little. 2 Kings 2 verse 19 And the men of the city said unto Elisha, Behold, I pray thee, the situation of the city is pleasant as my Lord sees, but the water is not, and the ground is barren. That word barren is the melecha. The ground is salted. Any seed you put on it grows. Doesn't grow. Dies. Any seed you put on it dies. Corn dies. Beans dies. Anything. Because the land is salted. And some of you assaulted lands. <laughs> yeah. Listen as we end. Are you listening as you stop? You see, you can win her 
and give her to him. But he can't keep. The life. My dear friend, I just want to say that soul winning is not a church activity. Soul winning is not a church activity. Soul winning is a personal activity. Jesus did not send a church. He sent human beings. In Luke 10, Jesus sent the disciples two by two. You cannot remove your person from soul winning. You can't just go to town and bring somebody and leave him in the church. A soul must be planted. Not in the church. A soul must be planted in your life. Madazulaba. You didn't know this? You are a land. Matthew 13, 31. The mustard seed is like a soul. A man takes the, the soul. A church doesn't take a soul. You went to the hostel and won the soul. It's, it's, it is like a grain of mustard seed which a man took. And the man who takes it is the man who sows it in his That's all. Can I start? You are so important. That it's not dawned on you. When a soul stays, he stays because he found somebody's ground. When a soul stays in the church, the soul stays in the church because that soul found somebody's ground. And the one who received him, the one who brought him, I've told you, the man who takes the seed is the man in whose field the seed is planted. I can take the seed and plant it in hell. It's, it's It's not law. 
If I didn't take you, then I don't have any responsibility. But the girl who takes you is the girl in whose field the seed is planted. Remember that souls are not planted in churches. Souls are not planted in churches. Everybody who is in the church is really, look, as I've lived, I have found amazing relationships in the church that I didn't know. You won't see it in the church. You may think the brother is just in the church, but he's in the church because of that one day. You may never see them together in church, but at the right time, you will know that somebody is responsible for this guy being in church. You won't see. I saw this sister recently with another lady in the church. I was shocked. I have never since I was born seen her with that lady together in the church. Never. I, something happened. And as I was talking to her, I got to know that she and that girl like as she's sitting there, right there, it's like there's some underground tunnels, like Hezbollah tunnels. People are not just existing loosely in the church. Oh. Get it right. Some sisters in the church you think don't have beloveds actually are, are beloved, being beloved those by Bluetooth by a brother at the back. No, listen, I'm talking about church. The point I am making is that people are actually planted in people's lives. But you will know it. You will know it. You may think the person is in the church because of your preaching. Well, it's true. Your preaching is what made, has made, not this one, but your preaching made this one stay in the church and she is the one who has made this one to stay. But it's not your preaching which made this one stay. Your preaching made Alice love your ministry. Oh, please sit down. So Alice stayed. And it's because Alice is in the church that Francis is in the church. The point I'm making is that people are planted in people's lives. So, you can't live anyhow and expect a soul to be planted in your life and grow. You can't live anyhow. I'm ending with this. You can't live in hell. If you live in sin, you will naturally lose souls. Sinful unrighteousness. The Bible says that sin is a reproach. You can't live in hell. Hardly can you become a pornographer and souls are planted in your life. 
Don't miss tonight. I want to beg you, don't miss tonight. The life you are living. It's <laughs> costing the church. You, see, you may not know, but somebody is watching you. Always, your life is a soil for someone to be planted. As I stand here in these second-hand clothes, my life is a soil. I may never meet them, but they are living their lives because they see me. When I start fooling, I am causing melechah. I am becoming melechah. I am, I, am, I am becoming a life that destroys seeds. Some of you, you are in the church, but you are not correct. You are a funny type of person. Not funny as if you make people laugh. Oh. But your life is not a straightforward. It's a funny, twisted life. Dubious is the word. And you don't know that it's making you barren. You know, the things we do in secret, you can't see them. But spiritually, they tell why somebody just seems to grow things but your things are, are, are withering and like Bishop always says so if you go into it you will discover something that will shock you Melecha is a salted land a land that is infused with salt the salt of sin The salt of unrighteousness. It's a salted land. No seed grows. One of the salts that makes people lose converts is the salt of a lack of submission and respect for the pastor. A lack of submission and respect. Melecha. You see, if you are in this church, you cannot bypass this pastor and do much. Watch out for people who think they know God. They know God enough to be able to correct their pastor. They are barren soils in the church. I have never in my 102 years life met anybody who was so, so confident in himself, so arrogant, arrogant to, 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 to spell out his pastor's mistakes, criticize him, talk about him in such a way, and his, and, and his, fruit, and his fruiting. Never. 
those who bear fruit are submitted to their pastors. You can't be in this church and do your own outreach. You cannot win souls outside the influence of your pastor. And I'm saying that some of you trivialize, marginalize, rubbish your pastor and think that you are in touch with God. It makes you barren. Because the God you are going to in Jeremiah 3.15 said, I will give you So if God gives you a pastor and you rubbish the pastor and you go to God, you are making God a fool. It's called delegated authority. Delegated authority. And I've discovered one of the causes of barrenness is people who disregard and dishonor delegated authority and claim a certain allegiance to a higher authority. Sister Joy, any member of your church, watch out. And you will see, even in my little church, I can see the, the, the people who are very productive, who have big centers, big bar centers, big things, are 100%. They are all related to me in a certain way. Me, me. I've got rashes on my thighs. I had diarrhea two days ago. Me. If I'm your pastor, you cannot despise me. In the UD, one of the causes of barrenness is disrespect for... The same way, I mean, look at what even people, some people are saying about Bishop Dagwood Mills. And when they finish, they go and pray. To which God? That's the question you have. To which God? If you want to, how many of you want to be fruitful? I'm ending now. Mommy, do you want to be fruitful? You do? You do? You do? If you want to be fruitful, submit yourself to this woman. Submit yourself to God. Do you have a living Bible? The living Bible. You don't, eh? Do you have internet? You have internet on the laptop. So you can go on the internet. You can go on the internet. Okay. Google Judges chapter 7, verse 16. The living Bible. Are you fast or you are slow? Sir, are you fast or I should end the service and go home? Judges 7, 16 to 18. Wow. 
Now, project it for me. A Christian, yes, have you found it? Or the internet is spot. It's slow. Uh, this area, the internet is slow. Oh, very slow. Here, this area. Oh, then we must buy a mast. <laughs> Sir, should I wait or I should just go on? Because we can't get it. How many seconds am I waiting? Okay. So this is Judges. 7.16. Watch it. You see, this is how we win. The church doesn't win with numbers. In the good general, you will learn that a good general does not win with sheer numbers. Gideon won a battle with over 20,000 men with only 300 men. And this is how he won. You cannot be here and not be a follower, an admirer, and an honorer of your pastor. You can't. He divided, this is Gideon, Jerubal. He divided the 300 men into three groups and gave each man a trumpet and a clay jar. Everybody, and a clay jar with a torch in it. Verse 17. Then he explained his plan because the leader has a plan. I'm talking about Melechah members, Melechah shepherds, Melechah pastors and reverends, Melechah. Too big. Too big. He explained his plan. So when we arrive at the outer guard post of the camp, he told them, do just as I do. So, you can understand why you are failing. Because you don't, ad- you must admire her to do as she's doing. Mm. I admire my pastor big time. As he does, I do it. I'm not in my church doing something different. No, 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 no. I don't have it in me. As he does, I do. That is how to be in the church. This evening, I'm going to talk about stiffness. Stiffness. Don't miss it. Do just as I do. And I'm saying to us all, those of you who are under Bishop Patrick, you are in a council, pastors, don't, don't, don't be, don't cut yourself off. If Bishop is standing there having flow prayer meeting, 
You too should be able to have a flow permitting, but be there and pray with your members as he's doing. Otherwise, it's just a matter of time. You will see that you are a barren, salted land. Nothing comes from you. See, as we are around there, it's not by the suit we are wearing no, or the t-shirts. We are a spiritual environment as we are moving. We don't see it. We don't see it. And when you are working under a pastor, I'm showing you how to win souls. This was a war they won. But you, a soul, a soul is a battle. It's called the battle for souls. And you win it by being humble. Being humble. Pride will never help you. Do just a, that is how Gideon with 300 men routed an army in their tens of thousands. Verse 18. Next verse. And as soon as I and the men in my group blow our trumpets, what do you also do? You you, I can't hear you. What do you also do? Say, I blow, you blow. Say, my pastor blows, I blow. My pastor preaches, I preach. As soon as I and the men in my group blow our trumpets, you blow yours on all sides of the camp and shout, we fight for God and for Gideon. We are not here only fighting for God. We are also fighting for our Gideon. We don't need pastors and reverends who only fight for God. I'm afraid of pastors and bishops who are only fighting for God. We, we win our battles when our mind is that we fight for God and also for Gideon. I am as committed to my pastor as I am committed to God. This is how we win. We win by having a mind that we are fighting also for Sister Joy. That I'm not just doing ministry for God. I'm also doing ministry for this woman. I'm not only building a church for God. If Bishop Dagwood Mills is on your mind, you behave differently towards even the people he sends to you. But it's because it's not on your mind. You are, not fight, you are a man of God. God has called you. You owe your allegiance to God. These are the people who become orangus. 
Because, you see, they know only God. We don't need pastors who know only God. We need pastors who also know the pastor are committed. They love. We don't only love God. We love our pastor. Because the pastor we, we have was also given to us by God. We fight for God, yes. But we also fight for Gideon. We fight for God. Yes, of course. Of course. We, I mean, need we say it? Need we say that we are fighting for God? We don't need to say that we are fighting for God. But we are also fighting for Gideon. So when you see us, we are not just God warriors. We are also Gideon warriors. But those who are only fighting for God, they see Gideon's mistakes. They can leave Gideon. They don't do much in the church. They are on social media, fighting the church, passing information to enemies, fifth columns, Judases, because in their minds, they, are only, they only know God. They only, their allegiance is only to God. But the allegiance of a soldier in God's army is not only to God, but to the general God sent into your life. We fight for God and also for Gideon. Gideon, this Gideon, then you don't read your Bible. There's nobody in the Bible with lack of confidence like this man. Weak. Weak. From his, from his progeny to his current life. Nothing was correct. I mean, at least a little confidence to just kill some mosquitoes. He had nothing. This is the Gideon that the people were saying, we are also fighting for Gideon. May your mind work well that we are also winning souls to help a woman, to help my past. Yes! When I stand at the crusade and I'm preaching, I'm not just winning souls for God. I'm winning souls to build my pastors. Yes. And that's how we win. Because he said, how can you say you love God? When you don't love, the, you hate your brother. So God is a um, faceless entity who doesn't generate enough energy in us. A lot of the energy in you is generated by your personal relationship with a human being. I can never say that God is the... Many years I was saying it. I said, I, I am building this church, not just for God. I saw this verse just a week ago. I'm not in my branch building a church for God. Of course. But my pastor is not outside my mind. I am fighting for Bishop Dagwood Mills. Yes. It makes you a different soldier. That's how 300 men can route 20,000 men. Because the energy they are bringing is not just a God energy, but they are man. They are man also. We are, we are fighting for our man. Ah, 
David said, I just want a little water to drink. Can somebody give me water to drink? My mouth is dry. Suddenly, they pulled their swords. By the time the, the, the water came, blood had been shed. Blood had been shed. He looked at the water and said, no, I can't drink this. He just poured it to go. We need men who will hazard their lives for their Gideon. A Gideon with rashes. A Gideon whose wife beats him. A Gideon without any, any self-confidence. But we need men who don't only fight for God. Your allegiance for you to be a good soul winner who is not salted this woman must be your sweetheart if I was just preaching for God and a pastor for God I wouldn't have come here last year last year when I stood there to preach don't have any idea what I was going to. You don't know. Some things shouldn't be said in the microphone. But I owe something to a human being. Yes. Can I tell you something? God is not enough. God cannot motivate you enough. Because you don't see him. So he himself, he sends us men. He gives us. You think God is not capable of feeding us? Do you think God is not capable of teaching you? What are you talking about? I said, I will send you pastors who will feed you with knowledge and understanding. Because he knows that he alone, even the revelations, if he gives you, you, you can't even you can't even grasp them. So he sends a man who stands with English or tree and breaks it down and speaks your language the way you understand it. So you are a fool to, to owe allegiance only to God. the men we owe allegiance to they make mistakes they have weaknesses they have rashes they have diarrhea their wives beat them once a while but they are gifts I said they are gifts if this woman is on your mind this Saturday you will win a soul Melechah, one of the groups that suffered from Melechah were the scribes and the Pharisees. They knew God, but they didn't know Jesus. When you have a certain naive allegiance, a certain empty allegiance to God, you kill Matthew 9 37. Oh Jerusalem 
Oh, Jerusalem. 23, I said 23, 37. 23, Jerusalem. Thou that killest. Jerusalem had the highest density of scribes and Pharisees. When you say Jerusalem, you are talking about the city of God with the priests. But if you, are, if you only know God and you don't know the prophets, you will kill them. If your allegiance is only to God and it's not also to those who are sent. Can you see the sent? So there will be human beings. Don't only owe your allegiance to God. You will kill prophets. Don't only owe allegiance to God. Do not. You, you will kill messengers. As others are killing. As I'm speaking now. People are killing Bishop Dagwood Mills. As I'm preaching now. Because their allegiance. They take a scripture. They interpret it without even any cognizance to the man God sends. Fear people who only know God. If you are going to marry a girl, fear that girl. If she only knows God but doesn't know her mother, her mother at home. None. They are dangerous. They are those who stand with scriptures. They quote and they quote. And we are, we are, we are, we are full of faults. We are evil. It says it's a treasure in earthen vessels. Jesus gave a synonym for human beings. The word was evil. If ye then being evil. He shouldn't have said evil. He would have said if ye then being human know how to give good gifts to your children. How much more God that is because it's a contrast between God and humans. But he wanted a synonym for humans. And the only word he could find evil. Please be patient with me. I will also be patient with you. We are struggling. Don't just know God. Be patient with me. That's why you can't do well if you are not an admirer of your Gideon. Say, do as I do. You will never do what somebody is doing if you don't admire him. In this church, there was a time Bishop used to wear, on Sunday, he wore a shirt and tie and suspenders. We are all wearing suspenders. And loafers. That's what we are all wearing. I mean, we, we, we admire him so much that when he does, we do. So when you are around, 
and your eyes are only your eyes only see God, then you are a dangerous person. Yeah. You are a very dangerous person. You must fear any pastor in your church who doesn't see you but only sees God. They are dangerous. They have no space in them for your mistakes. But the soldier said, as for us, we fight for God and we also fight for a mortal man. Yes, we fight for him. And did they win? Stand to your feet. Did they win the battle? Did the 300 men win the battle? Then stand to your feet and lift up your two hands. Pray that you will not be salted. Your soil is enriched by the man and the woman God sends to you. Don't be a pastor who only knows God. Whose allegiance is only to God. Lift your hands and pray. As soon as I blow my trumpet, you blow yours. And you must shout. Don't whisper it. Shout it. We fight for God and forgive you. In the Lebosi Mahanda Lababa Satala, Yes, my allegiance is to a man. Oh, yes. yes. Let me tell you something. Those of you who know only God and you can't accommodate our weaknesses. God can surprise you. He's not as nice as you think. That's why he sends us to you to train you to teach you how to relate with him because he is not altogether good he can confuse you that's what I'm saying that you must like me if I shout at you you must like me if I face you you must love me like you. Because if you think I'm bad, try God. Hey. By chapter 3 or 4 of Job, we couldn't find his wife. We've been looking for Job's wife up till today. We can't find her. 
She couldn't believe it. Mm. And Job told her, look, and as he was talking, he was scratching himself. Look, if we have received good, if we have received good from God, should we also not receive evil? Did God give us money? Did God give us children? If we have received good, should we also receive evil? She said, no. You think evil doesn't come from God? God, I'm saying that as you relate with me, and I pat you, I, I, I hug you, I can also blast you. I can disappoint you. But learn to love me because God is the same. Yeah. Wow. Good comes from him and evil comes from him. If I hadn't been trained by my pastor, I would have left the ministry. Yes. Not long ago. Just a few months ago. Wow. Yes. Because I don't see how. I've done nothing but you. I've only served you. I could have been a specialist in Massachusetts. I, I threw them away to serve you. Is this what you can do? Is, it, is this the thank you? The first year the first year I became my pastor, my child died. I would, I, then I should have been a fetish priest, rather. I should have been a fetish. If, 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 if God cannot protect my child from dying, then is he worth serving? Is such a God worth serving? I was a medical student. I could have concentrated on my even I failed I, I had never failed in the medical school before never final year I failed and is that the way you thank me when my friends were in their room studying I was in a trotro going to preach is that how to appreciate a person what kind of God is this? But I have learned that if I can receive good from him, I should also be able to receive evil. Job 2. Shall we receive good at the hand of God? Some of you sitting here, young boys and girls, your father gives you chop money, pocket money, buys shoes, buys your pad, the pad you wear the pad, your panties. You, you don't know God. He will break your heart one day. You watch it. That's why you must, you must learn how to be with me. If I break your heart, you must learn it because God is also like that. Mm. 
what wrong did Paul do? He, 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 he sacrificed his life. He has some small thorns in his flesh. He said, God, please. It's not that I take them out so that I can go and fornicate. Take the, just believe me to preach. He said, never. Have the thorns and go and preach. Is this a person worth following? A God who can raise the dead, so-called dead, but he can't remove thorns from your body. Is, is such a God worth following? Yes! It's worth following. That's why you need me. You need me. If you can't take it from me, you can't take it from God. I'm telling you, if you are here, your love for your pastor is the nutrient in your soil. When you drop one soul, it becomes ten souls. But some of you, when you drop ten souls, it becomes one or half. Melechah. Nothing flourishes in your life. Can you lift your two hands? And pray for yourself. Palababosa. We will continue. Joe said, I know my Redeemer liveth. I know my Redeemer liveth. Go after my skin. Worms destroy this body. Yet in my flesh shall I see God. But there were worms in his body. Pray. We fight for God. We fight for Gideon. We fight for God. We fight for Gideon. Pray. You are rubbishing your pastor. Wow. Wow. Commit yourself to a life of fruitfulness as we end. Fruitfulness. Oh Lord, in pain. With pleasure. A life of fruitfulness, Lord. Joy and sorrow. Oh yes, Poverty and riches. Makadulaba. Whether you give me a wife or a pregnancy, or you don't, I'll still serve you. I'll still serve That's the life that best fruits. That is the life that best fruits. Whether you heal me or you don't heal me, I'm with you. Bitterness. Bitterness. Unforgiveness. 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 
Sabrano Kaliranda Baranamaha, Ali Kanduraha, Ayasere Yandabaso, Ali Mama Maramamaha, Orebebe Rakata, Ali Doromamo, come what may Lord, Ayasande Belerebeki. Final prayer. Let the song with you saying, Lord, I give you my life, I give you my soul. We are saying, Lord, I'm giving you my life today. Plant your souls in it. Plant your souls. Plant your soul. Uh, my life will be the soil. Yes. People will grow on. The soil. Converts will grow on it. Oh, yes. Members will grow. My, oh, not church. Yes. My, life. my life. My life. My life. Plant. Plant them in my life. Plant them in my life. I will make friends. I will love them. I'll be nice to them. I'll be kind to them. I'll pray with them. I'll pray for them. I'll, I'll shepherd them. My life. I'm, I'm, I'm putting down my life. Lift your two hands and pray. My life. My life is a soil. My life. Father, we thank you. Yes, Lord. I want us to bow our heads. In case there's anybody online, you are here in this meeting, you are not born again. I said, Pastor, please pray for me. I want to give my life to Jesus Christ. I want you to lift up your two hands and pray. Everyone lift in your hands, your two hands. Say after me, Heavenly Father. Heavenly Father. I thank you for today. I thank you for today. I surrender my life to you. I surrender my life to I you. I, I realize. I realize. I am a sinner. I am a sinner. Full of evil. Full of evil. Have mercy on me. Have mercy on me. Wash me. Wash me. Cleanse me. Cleanse me. Purge me. Purge me. From my sins. From my sins. I'll serve you. I'll serve you. I'll walk with you. I'll walk with you. I will live for you. I'll live for you. Anytime. Anytime. In pain, in pain, with pleasure, with pleasure, in riches, in riches, poverty, poverty. I'll serve you. I'll serve you. You are my God. You are my God. You are my master. You are my master. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You may please be seated. <laughs>